our address is for Toll House, California, but Toll House consists of a gas station, a shutdown video rental, and a post office. And we live 20 minutes from there. So, like, we lived on 40 acres of just creeks and oaks and things like that. Welcome to Cozy Boat, a podcast that explores deep questions about creativity, the human condition, and what it means to be an artist. An inflatable boat! This particular boat is filled with pillows, decked out with twinkly lights, and lives at the Complex Recording Studio in downtown San Francisco. I'm your host, Emily Shaw, and I gotta tell you, when an artist and interviewer meet in a tiny boat, things can't help but get a little personal. Today on the show, what happens when you need someone else in order to do what you love? Or at least you feel like you need them. We're jumping in the boat with Spence and Shannon Kaler of the San Francisco rock band, The Stone Foxes. The brothers grew up out in the foothills, about an hour east of Fresno, California. Spence is two years older than Shannon, with shoulder-length brown hair, glasses, and a nerdy rocker vibe. When I was a kid, I, I was quiet. Shannon was always kind of the talker, the actor, and the entertainer in our family. Like, he was the guy who was always talking, and so I didn't need to talk. Shannon's got short brown hair, a scruffy beard, and a mischievous smile. I'd call him an earnest goofball. When I was a kid, I would spend lots of time getting into costumes that my mom made for me. I was Superman, (laughs) I was Batman, I was the big bad wolf, and I loved it. At church potlucks, I would tell everybody to get around in a circle, and I'd turn on this mixtape my uncle made for me of Elvis and Michael Jackson, and I would perform. I didn't know any lyrics, and I'm a terrible small little person dancing, but I thought that I was hot shit, I guess. Shannon was always listening to Giants games, and so he would go out on the front lawn and turn on the radio, and he would announce and act out the batters and be, like, making the calls out there by himself. So, I don't know, I was probably in my bedroom playing guitar while he was doing that. Spence got an electric guitar when he was around 12, and he stopped playing baseball, and so now I had no one to play catch with. And that was a real problem. So I thought, well, I got to play with him. And my uncle had an old Ludwig drum set. He let me borrow it, and we played. Whatever Spence put on the radio, that was what was cool. He found Mom's Led Zeppelin IV record stashed away, and then he got into all the old school 60 bands. And then I was like, oh, so that's what's cool. Okay, so I love that too. So it was kind of like, whatever he loved, I loved. And if I tried something and he didn't like it, I was like, oh, then that's wrong.
after high school, the brothers made their way to San Francisco State for college, and a new rock band was born. Here's Spence. We started the Stone Foxes as kind of our little garage band on 45th and Terraval out in the sunset. We had carpeted the garage and quote unquote soundproofed it with shitty mattresses that we found all over the city and we had the fox den. We were playing clubs where I was like 19 or 20 and I couldn't come into the venue. So for the whole show, I would stand outside of the venue and then they say, oh, you're on. And then I would come up for like an hour and then I'd have to leave. And we played this place, Annie's Social Club, where it was my 20th birthday. And they said, oh, it's your birthday. How old are you? And I was like, oh, I'm 20. And I was like, idiot. Why would you tell them that, dumbass? <laughs> and they're like, oh, well, then you can't be in here. I was like, great. Okay. And they said. So they or, put him in a closet. Yeah. Or you can be in the green. They called it the green room. It's a damn closet with shovels and brooms and shit. But the other band is in there and they think. Shovels. There were <laughs> shovels. <laughs> I don't know why. Mops, and, maybe. You weren't in there. You didn't have to sit in there the whole damn time. Anyway, so I'm in there, and then the other band is in there, the headliners, and they're doing coke and stuff, and they're asking me, oh, dude, do you do you want to hit this? And I was like, oh, no, I'm, like, terribly frightened, and I'm 19. I'm, I'm totally afraid. And and I thought, like, oh, so I can't be in the bar, but I'll be in the damn shovel room with the coke. Sheltered, sheltered from Budweiser so that... <laughs> Other dudes can start wanting to cook. All of my friends eat at the corner store. We hop in the cars and drop the same places as before. Blowing smoke rings. Thinking of you, babe. Over the first several years of the band, the Stone Foxes go from playing in a little cafe at SF State to selling out their first venue to playing at South by Southwest and even opening for the Black Keys. While the lineup changes a bit, the brothers are the one constant. But in 2013, things change. Here's Shannon. We were doing a long run, and it just became clear at the end of the run that Spence wasn't happy being on the road a lot. And so he and I had had a discussion, you know, because it was like, oh, well, then the band's over. I was getting really sick of living in a van, and needed to figure out how to balance my life out a little bit and be excited to play music again. Just like realizing that I'm a, I'm a homebody and I like being in a community and I wanted to see my girlfriend more than five other smelly dudes in a van. I talked to our, our manager, Joe, and I said, well, I really want to still do this, but I can't do it without Spence in some degree. And I didn't want to do it without Spence in some degree. But why? Because to me, Spence's sound was the band. His tone and guitar riffs, I mean, the Stone Foxes are a guitar rock band. And also, I think a lot of people know what it's like to be connected to somebody where if they walk away, you're not sure what you're doing with yourself whether that's a romantic relationship or just a best friend, 
or your sibling, like mine. You spend more days on the road with people than, like, probably most married people hang out in a year, you know, or, or, or maybe in a lifetime. You're with them 24 hours a day. And that was my brother. So I've been like that with him since I was two. The band came up with a creative solution. They would bring on some new musicians, and Spence would be involved in every aspect of the band except touring. Designing artwork, writing music, recording on albums, and jumping on stage from time to time when they play locally. And I did have to teach myself, like, okay, Spence isn't there. Like, that's scary. Do you remember the first time you performed without him? Mm-hmm. It was at the Milk Bar in San Francisco, and we were trying out the new lineup without him. It was rough. <laughs> and I thought, oh, shit. This is going to be really hard. And um, and it was. What was that like the first time they played without you? Totally weird. Our sound man, who had who we toured with all the time, many many long months of my life spent in the van with with our sound guy. I stood with him, and I think I did the lights. I like just couldn't, you know, like for for as hard as it was for me, it just is a small piece of how much I love the band and that I really like was not trying to sever myself from it. it it's just trying to be a, happily a part of it. I remember the first show that it felt good was at the Mint in LA. I felt like I was freaking out, but I thought, well, if I'm freaking out, the rest of the guys are going to. And so I just felt like I had to just go no fear and just go for it and perform the hell out of that song. And it felt really great. It was like I tried to unleash myself and it worked. Even though their roles in the band have changed, Spence still gets to jump on stage for big local shows. And each brother continues his own unique relationship with making music. Here's Spence. I feel like there's a part of me that comes out on stage, or, or even uh, my singing voice. Especially your singing voice. Is something that a lot of people are surprised at. Well, I am a little red rooster. But even just for me personally, playing a song that I'm like really excited about, I like start to jump around and I get a big smile on my face. You have a sneaky streak though, because like Spence, his whole life is like always chill. Everybody loves Spence because he's chill, he's cool, he's quiet. Then all of a sudden he buys himself a 66 Mustang with red rally stripes. And you're like, well, where did that come from? That's not a surprise. 
That is a surprise to people, because you're just like Mellow Spence. Mellow Spence would have a Corolla. Where them dogs begin to bark? I'm just saying, like, maybe it's because you were in the car, or maybe it's because you're behind your guitar, but maybe you feel slightly safe inside of those vehicles, <laughs> and then you, like, fly around. That's really cool. I think that's fair. I would not go on stage, in most cases, if I were not behind a guitar. It sounded like you had something you were going to say about yourself. For me, performing is where I feel most natural in the world. I feel more at home on a stage than I do in this boat, or I do at my home, or when I'm I'm with my family, they know me so well, but I don't always feel as comfortable. But like when I'm on stage, I know what I'm supposed to do. And I know what I like to do. And the best part is, it's like people paid to come and see you be totally yourself and leave all your inhibitions backstage. Carpet stains by the dough. A dirty dish and dozens more. Now I'm ten miles above. You get into a rhythm where it's like, this is where I am, this feels great. And the music allows you to be in that place. But there's no place I'd rather be. I know my place, it ain't much. But it still reminds me of my baby. Very special thanks to Spence and Shannon Kaler of the Stone Foxes for joining me in the boat. You can listen to their music, find out about the other band members, and learn more at thestonefoxes.com. Cozy Boat is produced by myself, Emily Shaw, and recorded by George S. Rosenthal at the Complex Recording Studio in San Francisco. All of the bands you hear on Cozy Boat record with George here at the studio, too. Editorial support from George... Anne Hoffman, Angie Voorhees, Rebecca Williams, Raja Shah, Juliet Heinley, the Digging In crew at Duke CDS, and San Francisco's Podcast Parlor. Find out more at emilyshawcreates.com and thecomplex-sf.com. Until next time, stay cozy. <laughs>